Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the reality of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, professional henna artist and business strategist. I teach budding henna artists and seasoned henna pros alike how to build vibrant, profitable businesses doing what they love. I went from being the girl who could barely piece together a fluid design to being owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. And with years of experience growing my own business and helping others to do the same, I'm here to spill all the tea on what it takes to be a bona fide hennapreneur. Our show starts in just under 60 seconds, but first, here's a quick shout out to my sponsors. This episode is sponsored by The Hennapreneur E-Magazine. Whether you're just getting started, you're ready to go pro, you've got a solid business, or you're ready to scale, Hennapreneur has a free downloadable e-magazine that's ready just for you with insights on how you can better build your business in that phase of the game. Each volume features articles specifically for that particular part of the henna journey. So head on over to hennapreneur.com and download your free copy today. All right, let's get to the show. Hey, hey, hennapreneurs. You know, I don't know if it's just that there's something in the air, the fact that, you know, we're coming towards the end of November already, which I don't know about you. Like for me, I feel like I sneezed and the year 2019 just blew on by. It's kind of ridiculous. But right now I'm in a place where I just can't help but to keep my eyes focused on the year 2020. And I don't know if it's just me, maybe it's you. I definitely am feeling the pressure knowing that we are literally all of like 40 some days away from the end of the year at the start of a new year, which is also the start of a new decade. Like, tell me if that doesn't ring in your bones. And I've got to be honest, it has been really difficult for me to focus my my attention on the present because I am so excited by what's coming in the future. And so I just, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, uh, about the, you know, the upcoming year, about goal setting, about the importance of really setting intentions for this new time that's upon us. And I realized that this might sound a little bit woo. I realized that it might sound a little bit like, I don't know, maybe it's strange to you. Maybe it's like, seriously, Chelsea, but seriously, friends, I am so excited by the new energy that comes in with a new year. And I've been focusing again, focusing my attention and focusing my, my, uh, my eyes, my time, my heart, um, my mind on those things that I want to see take place in the year 2020. So I figured why not chat about it, right? Like I'm just going to get really raw and open and honest with you guys about, um, you know, about the things that I want to see in the year 2020. And, and I really hope that with my willingness to just be open about, you know, my own goals and hopes for, for the new year that, um, that that will inspire you to also look at your own goals and look at your own wants and just realize that, that you can achieve them and realize that you have the right to want those things too, right? So um, can we like, can we just start there? Because I feel like there's a lot of unpacking to do right there. So like, I don't know about you, but for me, one of the challenges that I've had for a long, long time 
And this comes down to like from childhood upbringing, right? This is definitely a part of who I am and it's something that I have to work on every single day is the failure for me to give myself permission to do the things that I want to do. It's my failure to give myself permission to want the things that I want. It's my failure to put my own, uh, I'm going to call them desires, uh, my own desires, my own hopes first, because I always kind of come from that place of service. And I don't know, I mean, I feel like everyone has a part of this in their story, But certainly if you're a parent, um, I'm sure that you can relate. Certainly if you're a spouse, I'm sure that you can relate. Even us as entrepreneurs, you know, we we are constantly in service to other people. That is how we make our livings, right? And so for me, you know, I, I juggle being in service to my clients, being in service to my husband, you know, in our marriage, being in service to my children, um, in our homeschool or in just raising them, being in service, you know, to, to the community and in varying ways and being in service to just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And I, was raised in a household with a single parent and I was the eldest of all of my siblings. So for me, it's, it's first nature for me to want to be in service to other people because it feels like, like I'm capable, you know, like I know that if someone needs something, then I'm going to be able to deliver on it. I know that if there's a, a want for something that I can provide it. And, um, being, while, you know, of course, while of course that's a very powerful thing and, and in some ways that can be very healthy, it also can become unhealthy if, um, you know, if and when I neglect my own needs and my own wants um, out of the, out of the want to, to serve someone else. And I don't know if that resonates with you at all. I'm sure that I'm sure that it must in some small way. And if it doesn't, and if this is kind of like not sticking at all, that's okay. This is still just me speaking my heart. But for me, I found that certainly I, when I feel like there's a need for someone else, I will put my own wants on the back burner. And one of the things that I uh, really made the shift away from in this past year over the year of 2019 and and honestly beginning in in 2018 was learning to say no like learning to say no to um to requests learning to say no to expectations learning to say no to those things that made me feel heavy and that made me um that made me feel like I was going beyond um going beyond what, what my heart could handle, right? Like I felt like I largely felt like in many um, aspects, I was kind of bending to people. And this is something that it, it, it seems strange, right? Like if you, <laughs> if you've had the chance to get to know me at all, you know that I've got, I've got quite a strong personality, but um, one of the challenges that I've had over the years is that as strong as that personality may be, I dislike confrontation. I dislike making people feel uncomfortable. I dislike having to turn people away. This really, it it's not something that I enjoy. Um, I love being able to be of service. I love being able to help others. And so uh, for me, this, um, over the years, 
Um, definitely, and I'm just going to be really, really honest, definitely since getting married, like, I don't know <laughs> if my husband is listening to this episode. If so, shout out to you, babe. But I, I definitely see that, especially since getting married, there was a very big shift in who I was and how I behaved and how I operated. And I took on this more passive role, um, I feel. And in some ways, this was healthy. But in some ways, I think I took it a little bit too far. And over the past seven years of marriage, I definitely found that I, um, I kind of lost I kind of lost the the part of me that was that was I don't know that 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 kind of knew her own bounds and that and that made her own rules and that uh kind of just you know came out from the crowd and just did her own thing. And so certainly over the past 2 years I've found that I've made a shift. Um and it has been a shift that has rocked many of my relationships. It's definitely changed the um, the context of my relationship with my spouse. It has definitely changed the way that I deal with my kids. It has definitely changed, you know, the way that I interact with my parents. Um, 100% has changed the way that I interact with, you know, other uh, people in our industry and the henna industry and in general. And that change took place when I decided that I was no longer going to um, allow myself to be bound by the expectations of others. And um, that that change really did, um, it opened up my eyes to so much opportunity and so much possibility for my own growth and for my own evolution. And when I look at the changes that I've seen in myself personally over that time, I just, I, I can't help but to like really want to clap it up for myself, if I can be really honest, um, because I've seen so much personal growth, personal gain, and that has extended beyond just my individual experience. And in my choosing to step into my own self and my own, you know, just authentic wants, needs, desires, opinions, ideas, and me being willing to be vulnerable and choosing to do that, um, I've seen how impactful I've been able to be in the lives of others as well. And so that is enough to really let me know that, you know, making that change was worth it and making that change um, was definitely needed. And I love it. But kind of coming back, right? Kind of coming back and bringing that full circle. I feel like as we go into the year 2020, the sky really is the limit. And so when I look back at, you know, this past year, 2019, and even into um, 2018, and I see where I made that change um, to really let go of the expectations of others, to let them just fall by the wayside and to stay true and to stay authentic to who I am and to my beliefs and to my thoughts and ideas and opinions, I... I look and I just, I see the growth that took place and I can only imagine what 2020 could bring along with it if I continued in that same vein. And I share this with you because I feel like oftentimes we as, as women, as uh, service, again, women who, who not just women who, of course, there's the cultural context of, 
you know, women and servitude and uh, passivity and, um, you know, being politically correct and being all of those things, right? Like being soft and gentle and dainty and all of that. Like there's all of that cultural context as well. But when you add on, you know, the the aspect of um, the fact that we are, we are constantly in service to our clients and to, you know, perhaps to our loved ones or to our friends and family and so forth. Um, I think that it really is, it's high time that we kind of took a step back and said, you know what, 2020 is a new, it's a new dawn. It's a new era. It's time for us to, to really go after and chase after those things that we want. And so I've been really rolling around in my mind, the things that I want for myself in 2020, not just, um, in the year 2020, but even just in the, in the upcoming decade that's, um, that's to follow. And, um, so there are a couple of things that, uh, you know, for me really stand out and I figured I'd share them with you. And if they resonate with you, great. And if they don't, that's okay too. Um, but I kind of just want to inspire you and encourage you to think about those things that, um, that have you excited about 2020 and that you feel like really should be at the top of your, of your new year. I'm not even gonna call it a new year resolution, but like your new, your new year, new decade, new life bucket list, if you will. So the first for me, um, I definitely want to continue to focus on healthy mindset. And I'll tell you, um, I have, spent quite a lot of time, um, focusing on the adjustment of my mindset, you know, making sure that I was cultivating healthy mindset. Um, and I, and I've done this, I mean, I've done this in a number of ways, every, everywhere from, you know, choosing to lean into coaches, leaning into mentors, also, you know, visiting with a therapist, you guys going to therapy is a good, it's a good thing. It is definitely something that's worthwhile. Um, you know, spending time reading, taking time to journal, taking the time to uh, meditate or to just sit in silence and really be aware of one's thoughts and feelings. Like all of those little shifts have been things that have helped me um, to begin to to cultivate a healthy mindset and and to allow that to to flourish. And I really would love for that to continue to be a highlight in 2020. And, and when I think about one of my goals for 2020, I want to see that that healthy mindset really, um, continue to grow. And when I say a healthy mindset, I mean it not just from the perspective of, um, you know, being happy or being content or being, um, you know, feeling gratitude, all of those things are great. Uh, but even healthy in the sense that, you know, that I'm aware of and acknowledging of the abundance of the universe around me and, um, and of the opportunities that exist around me and of my own potential. And I think that, you know, having a healthy mindset isn't only about expressing gratitude for what you have, but also expressing gratitude for what you, uh, for that potential that lives inside of you, um, that capacity that lives inside of you that you've yet to even, um, you've yet to even be, been able to, to meet. Right. Um, and so really just coming to trust your, to trust your gut and trust your feelings and trust your intuition. I feel like that all plays into healthy mindset. And so this is something that, um, for me is front and center, um, for 2020. I also, you know, I want to spend time working to, really improve on healthy relationships. And I have to tell you, this is something that is, it's, it's hard for me because I am an introvert. 
And not only am I an introvert, but I also am incredibly independent. Um, going back to, you know, being raised by a single parent and we were military, we moved around a lot. I developed a, a, a personality type, if you will, where um, I'm, I'm very resilient and I don't require very much from anyone. I'm very self-sufficient. Um, and in, in some ways, those are all very healthy traits. And to be able to describe yourself in that way, um, for some and in the right context is excellent. But I also realized that for me, this can lend itself to being a little bit of a weak spot in that uh, when it comes to relationships, I find that, you know, my ability to just move on, my ability to <laughs> My, that resilience can come off as indifference. Um, and my, my ability again, to just be, be flexible and to move on when something goes wrong can sometimes be misread as me not caring. And it's, it's not how it is. It's just, it's how it could be perceived. And so for me, I think that, you know, in 2020, I really want to work on, on my relationships. I'll tell you, uh, just from a, you know, from the entrepreneur perspective, right? I feel like I have a, I do an excellent job when it comes to, um, you know, creating and maintaining relationships with my clients. I'm, I'm very, very good at that. And I, I love the, the relationships that I'm able to build with them. But, um, when it comes to work and home, this is something also that I even have to kind of really put on, put on the, you know, put towards the top of my list because I love my work. I love my work. I love getting to serve clients. I love, you know, going to the Henna Boutique and, and meeting with my clients and creating for them and going to events and, and meeting with people at networking, uh, you know, functions. And I love, you know, Hennapreneur. I love teaching my students. I love coaching. I love doing consulting. I love, like, I love all of the things. I love my work. And, um, well, that's such a blessing to have um, the ability to to love my work in such a way. I also have to be very mindful because my love for my work can sometimes translate into uh, my willingness or perhaps perceived willingness to um, to kind of brush over those relationships that one might take for granted, like your relationship with your spouse or or, or, um, you know, with friends and whatnot. And so one of the things that I'd like to see myself do more in 2020 is definitely, uh, take, take more time for, for those relationships that matter. I really do need to, to, um, I feel like I really do need to do a, a better job of reminding myself what I work for, right? I work for, of course, for the legacy and for my children to see, um, to see mom do these things and really to serve as a role model for them, for them. But I also, um, just want to kind of keep it front and center for myself that, um, that the family that I have also needs me to be present. And so, um, you know, managing those relationships and, and really just focusing on having healthy relationships, um, in the new year is definitely towards the top of my list as well. Um, of course, there is also, you know, the, and I feel like this is so cliche. <laughs> I feel like this one is so cliche, but you guys bear with me. Okay. There's, of course, there's, there's that, um, the want for health in the physical sense as well. Um, this year I made some very, very significant changes, 
um, that, uh, you know, in, in the context of, of physically, you know, getting healthy and so forth. And, um, in the year 2020, I, I don't want to see any of those changes go, um, go for not. Right. And so, uh, for me, definitely making sure that I, um, take care of my body. And, and this is something like, again, I feel like it's so cliche and this is like literally not me saying you guys, we all need to hit the gym at three in the morning every day. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I feel, um, I feel called in 2020 definitely to honor my body in a way that I have not honored it for many years and, um, honoring it through, you know, honoring it through, uh, you know, good nutrition, honoring it through, um, through giving it the, the, um, the work that it needs, literally the act of expending energy, giving it, um, you know, if that's stretching, if that's yoga, if that's twerking, like, I don't know what that's going to be for me yet, but I want (laughs) to, but I want to find that thing, um, to give my body the movement that it needs and not, um, not necessarily from a, a physical perspective in that like, oh, you know, it must, it, you know, I must be physically active, um, uh, for the, you know, for the, for the resolution or whatever. But I feel as though there is so much energy that's expended in other ways. And I, I am, I am the person who will expend mental energy all day long. And like that, I will run myself into the ground. I literally, I, I get up in the morning and I get to work and I work until the day is done and expending that sort of mental energy is great and it's fulfilling for me. But I also, I feel like in some ways, um, because I'm willing to expend that mental energy, I'm less, um, I'm less prone to, to expending the physical energy that my body also requires, you know? And so I don't know about you guys, like if this is resonating at all, but for me, I look and I'm like, okay, Chelsea, what's it going to be? So in 2020, my hope is also to, um, to honor my body a little bit more through, um, through that, um, you know, by, again, by honoring the energy that it has, that it requires. Um, and honestly, another one is with better sleep with better sleep. This is a big one for me. Um, and I have already started making changes to my schedule. I've already started making changes to my workflows and so forth so that I can, um, get better sleep as you know, when you sleep well, your body heals better, your body performs better. Your body is just, it's so much more, um, it's just, it's better. It's better all the way around. And as someone who also, you know, has a history of dealing with mental health, um, issues, you know, I, I've been open and honest in the past and in other forums. And I don't know if I've mentioned it here on the podcast, uh, prior or not, but if not, here we go. I, am I am someone who has a history of dealing with depression and anxiety and this, you know, having those diagnoses, um, I have to be aware of my sleep. If I don't sleep well, I find that my mental health definitely, definitely takes a hit. And, um, of course, when you're running a business and when you're responsible for children and when you're managing a household, you have to be aware of your mental health as well. So, um, I'm really, uh, wanting to see myself put more focus on, on, um, my physical health. Um, and I'm hoping that I'll also see, um, by making those changes, um, that I'll also, you know, continue to see improvement in my mental health as well, which is, you know, it ties again back to that healthy mindset. And then of course, of course, you guys know, 
I couldn't, I couldn't leave this out. My last piece is, is that I definitely want to focus on, uh, you know, continuing to, to build my, my career. Um, and you know, Henna Preneur was built on, on this foundation, right? Like I want to see Henna artists have successful, profitable, thriving businesses. Like that is what I do. That is what I teach. That is what I love. And I do that by example, right? And, um, so for me, I know that, you know, 2019 was an amazing year for, for my local business, for Cardamom and Clove Henna. And I, know that, I mean, even 2018 was a phenomenal year. And I just look to 2020 and I think, what's next? And I have, uh, you know, I have plans for my business and I'm excited about them. There are some different things that I want to launch. There are some different things that I want to improve upon inside of my business. And I'm really, really excited for them. Um, And so, you know, for 2020, I look and I'm like, I want to take my business and I want to double down. Like, Literally, I like, no, this is not me just using fun language. I want to double my business in 2020 and I feel that it's possible. Um, I'm looking, you know, at my revenue projections. I'm looking at the way that things have gone over the past few years and I can totally see it being possible for me to do that. And, um, and I'm really excited by this. And so of course, for my business, I look and I just think to myself, wow, you know, 2020 is, it holds so much potential and I hold so much potential going in, but I have to also, I left this one last because I have to also place those other things as a priority before I can expect to, to, um, to reap the benefits of, um, of that higher self in my business. Does that make sense? And so for me, I, I, I bring it up to you also in this order, because I hope that, I hope that you have lofty goals for yourself in 2020. I really do. I hope that like the sky is the limit. I hope that you have, you know, something on your, on your mind that like makes you really scared and that makes you really excited, but that lights you up inside. And at the same time, I want to, while encouraging you to make, you know, to take action towards that and to be forward moving towards that, absolutely. I also want to, again, kind of lead by example in saying that before you can see those changes in your business, before you can see that, um, that increase in your business, before you can see that bounty, you first have to take care of you. And so, I don't know what goals you have going forward. I don't know what um, things are exciting you um, about 2020. And I don't know what, what things might be on your, your list of, I got to make that happen. But I hope that you'll choose to prioritize first those things that fulfill you as an individual. I hope that you'll choose to prioritize first those things that will make you feel whole and make you feel complete and will allow you to operate at your highest self um, and that will allow you to operate in such a way where you feel so fulfilled at the end of the day that you're like, yeah, I can't wait to get up and do it again tomorrow. And there's nothing but success written for me. Like that is what I want for you in 2020. That's what I want for myself in 2020, right? So like I'm putting it out there in the universe for all of us, okay? But truly I do. I I hope that, um, I hope that in me just sharing my... <laughs> 
<laughs> my little, my, my thoughts on this and my, and my, my, my little experience, if you will, as we kind of come to the close of, of 2019 and, and we start to move into 2020, um, I hope that this gives you also a little bit of insight to, as to what it looks like. Like just what, what this looks like business, you know, as a entrepreneur, it's not easy. Running a business is not easy. Having, you know, having a team is not easy. You know, serving clients is not easy. Having all of these things is not easy. It's not easy. Um, and I don't ever want to, um, I don't ever want it to come off as though it's easy. It's not, it's a lot of freaking hard work. It is a lot of grind. It is a lot of hustle. Um, there's a lot of sacrifice I'll say. Um, and, uh, I feel like perhaps, you know, recently someone asked the question and it, it kind of made me feel like perhaps there is an air of, well, Chelsea's doing it all. And like Chelsea's doing it well. And that means that Chelsea's like, it, it's just easy. And it's really not like, I really want you guys to know fam, like it, it this is hard work. Um, this is hard work, but but I'll tell you 100% that every time I make the decision to trust me, right? When I when I make the decision to trust, and when I say me, I mean that that inner voice, that that spirit, again, that intuition, that gut feeling, that that higher version of me that says this is what we're doing and this is why and for noble reasons, right? Like not just listening to the ego, not listening to any of that, like not for the, not for the wealth. It's not for the money. It's not for the prestige. It's not for any of that, but literally just listening to my higher self, you know, and wanting to, to see myself and see my business do well so that I can help others so that I can serve others. Like even that, I find that when I, when I move in that space, when I move in that, um, in that, uh, energy, I'm so much more successful. And so I hope that for you as well, you know, as you're looking at like, and I'm being honest with you, it is a lot of hard work. So for you too, as you're in it and you're like, man, this is a lot of hard work. I just want to kind of affirm you. Um, I guess that's what I'm getting at. I really just want to affirm you and let you know that, you know what? Yes, it is a lot of hard work, but if you are doing the hard work with the intentions of leaving the world a better place than you found it, then you will be rewarded for it and you'll be rewarded for it on a personal level and you'll be rewarded for it in your business as well. All of that's to say, I am super excited for the new year. I'm super excited for this new decade. I'm like ready to bring back the whole roaring 20s thing. Like that is a whole vibe for me right now. I'm going to be honest. And <laughs> and if that's you too, like I want to hear about it. So listen, if you haven't already, please do come join me over into in the Hennapreneur community on Facebook. I would love to hear what goals you have for your own business in 2020. What things are at the top of your uh, to-do list, if you will. What things are at the top of your priorities in 2020? Uh, what things are you letting go of or doing more of? I want to know about it. So come join me inside of the group. I would love to hear about it from you. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.
Hey babe, I wanted to give you a quick thank you for tuning into the show today. That was super cool of you to hang with me all the way until the end. Of course, I've got all the links that you might need from this episode inside of the show notes that you can find at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get all the new episodes as soon as they come out. I'd be so grateful if you take the time to rate or leave a review on Apple Podcasts while you're there. That tells iTunes that, hey, Hennapreneur is about something good, (laughs) and it helps us to reach more artists who would love the show. All right, that's all for today. I'll be back soon with another episode, but for now, let's get back to work, Hennapreneurs.